Hello, I'm Stephanie Belcher. And I'm Del Belcher, and welcome to Two, two Peas in, in a podcast. podcast, a relationship advice show from two people who like each other very, very, very much. Welcome to November Rain. Is that a song? November rain, isn't that a... It's November. You're defaming Prince right now. I just can't even. Purple rain. Isn't there a November rain song somewhere? I'm not sure, but it can't be as good as purple rain. Purple rain, purple Purple rain. Is that your favorite Prince song? Oh, I don't know. My favorite Prince song. It's up. It's probably. My probably. favorite Prince song is when he was live wire in the Goofy movie. Oh. I remember that. I don't even remember the song. I just remember uh, he got something and then Max had to be live wire and it was supposed to be Prince, but it was it was so great. That was a great I thought, movie. I liked that movie. Very impactful on my life. I did think that extreme sports would play a larger role in my life than 90s cartoons and television uh, made me expect it to be. But I feel like I'm feel like I'm doing it pretty good, even with the lack of radical shredding. <laughs> I just I'm starting to feel guilty because I never have as much energy on this as you do. Yeah, you do. And I listen back and I think I just don't have it. You have your own energy. We yeah. all have our own energy. Your energy is like a fine, mellow, aged barrel, aged energy. I've just found. I get so excited, and when I get excited, I get migraines and hyperactive, and then I make myself sick. And then you pass out. Uh, Yeah, and so (laughs) it's true. So I can never really get too excited, or I make myself sick. So I have to live most of my life in a very mellow state. You know what? You can live vicariously through my unending passion and energy. Make me sick. You literally make me sick. Welcome to the podcast where we make each other sick. So this is Two Peas in a Podcast, a relationship show from two people that like each other very, very much. When one's not making the other just pass out. We've got two parts to this podcast. The first part is P's and Q's, where we take a question from you, our pod squad, and talk about it. The second part is the split, where we take a relationship article torn from the headlines and talk about it. Now, you know, Stephanie, I've seen you get excited, and you get excited when it comes to like all that data and stuff. So when we get to the split... Oh, we're going to see some fireworks, oh, aren't we? Do you remember today we went to, we had some extra time because we were, we thought something started at a different time. So you needed something from the store and Walmart was the closest store. And then we thought, let's go look at the baby stuff. <laughs> and when I say let's go look at the baby stuff, I mean the sheets and diapers and formula. Yeah, you know, like the like the responsible parent stuff. And you think of the toy stuff. Oh man, you were like, let's go look at baby stuff and I'm like, toy section now. I think that's really cool. I think that's going to give us a good balance because if we were only looking at one, our child would probably end up with too many toys or not any sheets. If 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 we only went with your direction, they would be very um comfortable <laughs> and very full. All the time. But if uh, it was just my section, they'd just be surrounded by, like, action figures and um, probably sleep. Well, I don't think they'd be very cold because you could just pile those toys on top of them for a blanket. <laughs> that sounds safe. So we were going through the toy section 
And I was looking around and then I thought back. Well, as I was walking around, I thought none of this is exciting to me. Yeah. You were like, uh, toy section's so boring. And then I thought back when I was a child, was the toy section ever exciting to me? And I don't think it ever was. What? Did you like get the, you know, those uh, Christmas holiday toy catalog magazines? Did you ever did. like you're circling them up? You're so excited to look through all the, the hot new items for the year. I know that you were. I don't know what you're going to think of this, but I remember not getting excited because I knew I wouldn't get much of it. So I didn't <laughs> see the point in getting excited. <laughs> you're like the saddest kid ever. <laughs> I remember thinking I'm like, well. <laughs> There's roughly seven gifts. The budget is this. I will reasonably. Like, you're like you're walking around with like a, like a like a calculator and one of those like bookie hats with the green. You know. I have a higher probability of getting what I want if I circle my top two things because I know the budget is close to this. So why get excited over all of these other little things I'll never get? Because <laughs> it's the magic of Christmas. But then I just feel sad because I'm never gonna get them. Oh, oh, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> I can just picture a little Stephanie with like a little notepad and like a little like a like an abacus and those little um, arm bands that they were in the old timey movies, but they're like accountants and stuff. And you're just like, now, mom, I've been looking at the budget, and this year we're in the black. So coming up on this day, Dad, you have this bill and this bill and this bill due. So that leaves this much money for my Christmas present. So that sounds accurate. <laughs> I can picture little baby Dell just being excited over every toy. Oh, man. I was so excited about every toy. I don't ever worry about what gift I'm going to give you because I know you'll I love, love it. I love everything. What did you... You get me like... Sometimes you buy me little things that are very dumb and I just love it. Or I, I buy you something big and expensive and you love it just as much. Well, you know, yeah. It's not... The, the amount of money doesn't um, require different levels of love. It's just that sometimes something with more money is just a more complicated sort of an, sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just uh, maybe gifts is my love language. It's true. It is. And One I know for a fact that gifts is not your love language. No. But it's okay. You know what is your love language? Being fact. left alone. <laughs> Being left alone and facts and information. You said that the other day, and I thought oh, it's so beautiful. Being left alone is a, the fifth, the seventh love language. <laughs> but seeing as I also think data and statistics and information and uh, podcasting are part of your love languages, we're gonna get to yeah, let's get to the question, the P's and Q's, because uh, you'll feel loved. Do it. Do it. Okay. So here we go. Before my girlfriend and I became official, we went on the normal amount of dates and took the usual amount of time to get to know each other. But once we moved from dating to a couple, she now, out of nowhere, continues to bring up very specific marriage plans. It's stuff like, I've always thought about getting married at this place, or wouldn't this restaurant be great for a wedding reception, or wouldn't a fall wedding be just the best? And just like, out of nowhere. Is this kind of conversation early in a relationship normal? Am I wrong to be to uh, tell her that this is freaking me out? Thanks, peas. Freaked in Fenton. <laughs> so you're dating someone new, and then they're just like, "Hmm, marriage." I hate passive aggressive suggestions from anyone. Oh yeah. And when someone gives me. I know what they are and I know when they're happening. And so when I hear them, I try to blatantly ignore them and then never give in to them almost out of a way of being 
just deliberately i i'm not the person you're just giving in the into. moment you're not someone that's like looking around trying to dig into what everybody's kind of saying so if someone you're just taking it at face value well if someone says to me wouldn't it be nice if we had a cheeseburger i know that <laughs> i just want to <laughs> how many times have people said that that's so fun i love well, it well i'm thinking i'll ask some people i can think of a few just people say me. i know just say me. no it's not okay. you I can think of someone I know and I'll I'll ask directly, where would you like to eat lunch? And they will say, wouldn't it be nice to have a cheeseburger? And I think to myself, yes, it would. <laughs> that doesn't answer a question, now does it? There are, there are at least five places in our town where you can get a cheeseburger. And then I, I think you could narrow that. And then I ask, then I try to narrow it down more specifically. Would you prefer this restaurant or this restaurant? It's and like then a- it's another, well, and then I, they're like, well, how about this one has less, gra-? It, then it never gets specifically to they to what they it's want. It's like a really boring choose your own adventure novel, the case of the cheeseburger. And so when it comes to, to me, this person sounds like they're passive, being one of two things. They're being passive aggressive and they're just kind of hinting at the fact that they want to get married because they don't know rec- directly know how to ask for what they want. Mm-hmm. Or they're just being fun and dreamy. Yeah, because that was my... It's funny, because that was my original thought of not necessarily they're being passive-aggressive, because it it's more of just like, some people, like myself, we just like dreaming big. Yeah, you just, just like, like everything, stuff like And we're that. just like, wouldn't this be... However, because of the, you know, the stipulations around getting married and the financial and um, life costs that usually go into committing yourself to someone forever... It's a weird thing to just be like, wouldn't it be great if we got married? I mean, I don't really mean it, but wouldn't it be? Huh? Wouldn't <laughs> it be nice <laughs> yeah. if we could? So it's it's interesting. So I don't know. I would first ask or yourself, is is this person a malicious person? Are they passive aggressive in other ways? Because That's fair. I, I feel like I feel like you're not people aren't usually passive aggressive in one thing. That's true. They're kind of passive if you're a passive aggressive individual. The scientific research from the Del Belcher Institute of <laughs> Research says that you're probably passive aggressive about everything. That's true. Uh, so if if they have a maybe a history of that, um, that could be a thing. Maybe they are just a dreamer and just like talking. And if it annoys you, we just be like, "Hey, what uh, what's all this marriage? Just kind of how do you bring up that conversation? Do you think?" Well. To give into the dreamer thing a little bit more, when we were first dating, I was confused by that because I think you sent me, we were dating a few months and you sent me a list of the top five destination places in the world and said, I'd really like to take you here someday. And I remember getting angry and thinking, don't send me lists of stuff that's never going to happen. Like the Christmas toys. Yeah. And I think that hurt your feelings. And I asked you, do you actually ever plan on taking me here or are you just dreaming? I would want to. I mean, I still would want to. And so then I realized he's just dreaming. So when it comes to that situation, I need to ask you a direct question and get to what your intention is Mm -hmm. so i do that yeah i do feel that when you have two people together one being a dreamer and one being more of a realist i honestly think that can be a very good combination i agree with you uh because they balance each other it goes bad if one is more overbearing than the other i feel like if the dreamer's too forceful and doesn't take a dose of reality sometimes well it is their reality of um practicality i'd guess that's fair and measuring their dreams with oh you know and maybe doing your partner a favor and being like I'm just saying this because I like it, but wouldn't it be cool if we did this? 
Um, and then the practical person to not not be a dream crusher all the time and maybe That's just like too. chill out. Like maybe dream a little bit too, you know? Well, and today I let myself do that at Walmart to be fair because I've been talking about how I want to decorate differently for Christmas. So I let myself go to the Christmas section and just wander around and tell you thoughts and you just let me wander. But before getting married to you, I don't think I would have ever let myself do that. But there's a lot of... I'm going to get teary-eyed. There's a lot of fun I've had in letting myself go there. And I let myself just think, this might not ever happen, but isn't it fun to think about? And a weird twist to that would be on my end is that, yes, I'm a dreamer and I mostly talk about wouldn't it be cool to do all these things. Because of your practical nature, we've actually been able to do some of those things. Yeah, it's true. Because you've had a dream. You said, I want to go to Italy. And I said, how... (laughs) How much? Scale of 1 to 10. And you were serious. So then we planned for it for about four or five years. And we did. And we made it happen. So uh, this is getting real real deep. But I do think with this particular situation, the marriage thing, maybe it's just a family trait or a cultural trait. I don't want to say maybe it's a girl thing because that's stupid and not true. Um, But maybe she's just into that kind of stuff. Wedding stuff. She's saying yes to the dress. Watching those shows. Well, and to go back to Dell's question, I think what I would do with that person, to be fair, they could Wedding be culture. passive aggressive. They could also be a stage five clinger. <laughs> and I think you need to sort out where they are and how they are really are. And there's two ways to do that. One is observation, which could take a year. Mm-hmm. So you probably don't want to do that. The other way is to ask them a kind and direct question. It'd be funny if you were at dinner together and she said something and you whip out a notebook and you're like, hold on. Can you just repeat that one more time? Verbatim. Don't write it down. Just get a tape recorder. People love that. This is my second one of the month. Okay, okay. Keep a tally. Let me chart this node. Carry the two. Um, Yeah. Don't do that. So I think I... The next time it comes up, the best way to confront it is in the moment when it's happening, I think, because otherwise they might forget or not realize that they're doing it. Or maybe just like, you know, I've never really thought about getting married that much. Why do you think about it so much? Well, I don't know what their headspace is like. Okay. And if you say that to someone who wants to get married to you, you're going to crush them right oh, there. Oh, yeah. I haven't thought of that. Maybe she really does want to get married to you. So I, I think I would wait till it happens again and then in the moment directly confront it and say, hey, I've noticed you say statements like that a lot. Can you tell me what that means? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, you know what? And I actually think your advice right there would be good in any of these personality situations. I think with a passive aggressive person or a dreamer, I'd confront it right away. I don't know if I don't, I don't know if I do that with every personality or person. I do feel like it's a good general way. Like wait till it comes up. Don't bring yeah. it up out of nowhere. Don't bring it up uh, right before something important. Well, then they're not fighting over it, and it's not heated. So I don't think you need to wait till it's calm. And they might yeah. not realize they're doing it. So I'd wait till the moment happens, so that way they're very aware that it just happened. I would admit if you're not going into a relationship with like we're getting we're going to start. Really, you do. You're going to end up getting married or you're going to break up. Or you're just going to be together forever. Or one of you will die in a horrific accident. So, you know. In a way, her talking about marriage isn't really that off the beaten path of the trajectory of relationships. However, in the way that she's talking about it might be interesting. So, I just think it might be good for you to take some time, like Stephanie said, get on the same page. Figure it out. Figure it out. How old are you, by the way? Are we like 16 (laughs) here? Um, They are. Oh, let me look. Um, No, I'm just kidding. They are 12. (laughs) Uh, rushing. Rushing. If you're 37 years old and da da da, I figure it out. But I also think maybe you need to figure out if you want to get married and where you're at, and if you like this person. Well, lots to think about. 
Anything else, Deli? No, I think that wraps it up for our question. Thank you, Freaked and Fenton, for writing in. And hopefully, hopefully it helps you out. Gave you some laughs and put you in a good direction for life. Boom. Boom. And so if you have a question or would like us to discuss a topic, you can send that our way by going to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash podcast. You can catch us up on Twitter, retweet our wonderfully amazing tweets at podcast, or you can email us at contactppodcast at gmail.com. And you know what? Give us a good review. Go to the Apple I pod tunes so many different names it's apple podcasts now or apple music go there give us a five share with your friends you know we love it we love we want to know your friends Mm -hmm. your friends are our friends and my friends are your friends the more we get together the happier we'll be and so you know what that means (gasps) the split where we take a relationship article torn from the headlines and talk about it let's do it so you have a fight. I have a fight. With me. With you. A conflict. It's happened before. <laughs> what do you do next? Well, I say I'm sorry a lot, and then I try to do I clean up the house, and then usually we fight right before we go to sleep for some reason. So then we go to bed, and, uh, and then in the morning, it's kind of better. So... <laughs> that, does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Pretty accurate. Then we wake up and we're both like, oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> That's literally like, pretty much every life, fight. So there you go. So this article, I found it through another article that said the one question you should ask after a fight. Oh. But then I found the source article to read it. And the source article is called The Value of Perspective Reasoning for Close Relationships. The Value of Perspective Reasoning for Close Relationships. And I think that you could use this for romantic relationships, friendships, pretty much any relationship that you value. Okay. That's, so, that, that's really good because it's not just romantic relationships. Yeah. It's uh, We're here for all types of connections. Dogs, cats. Dogs, cats, birds, turtles. Who cares about birds? Movie stars. And it's written by Alex Hun, Dalex Yang, Daniel Yang. Galaxy. Dalex. That's an interesting name. That's a great name. Write that down for our list of baby (laughs) names. Dalex Belcher. Igor Grossman. That's a lot of good a lot of good names. Solid names. I always (laughs) judge a research article by the names. Mostly It's true. And then this was in social psychology and personality science. Oh, my favorite one. (laughs) So what they did, they did a study. (laughs) They had two groups of people. Uh Uh-huh. And then they told them to imagine a romantic, or not a romantic. Oh, no, don't start with that. (laughs) Then they told them to imagine a fight or a conflict they just had. Mm-hmm. And then they asked them two separate questions. So they asked one group one question, one group the other question. Okay. And so the first question was, how do you feel right now? Bad. We just had a fight and I'm thinking about it. And so they found that when they asked those people, how do you feel right now? They said pretty much what you said. Okay. So you have a fight. How do you normally feel? Real bad. Real like... And how do you feel about your partner? How do you feel about your relationship? That, you know, bummed because we're good buds. 
you know, being married and stuff. So I kind of feel bad that we fought. And so then they asked the, the other group a different question. Okay. They said, think about the fighter of conflict. Okay. And then they asked them, how would you feel in one year about this conflict in your relationship? Oh, probably it wouldn't matter much. Yeah. Most conflicts are, you know, we rarely have like a big life shaping conflict in our lives. That's true. Um, so most of the time it's about stupid stuff. Like I did, I put something somewhere. It shouldn't have gone or <sighs> something. Um, or we just had a miscommunication. So normally it's just two people miscommunicating and trying to hash out their justice. And uh, that's it. Hash out their justice. They're, speak your truth. Speak your truth. Oh, I hate that. That kind of stuff. I hate that stuff, too. Because I'm like, this is my truth. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. Oh, well, I'm trying to think of... Anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but in the scope of a year, like the fight that we had the other day about... I don't even know. I think I, I know. I can't even remember think, what we fought about. I think it was. I was in bed, and you wanted to get the blankets, but I was like a little bit on the blanket, and you were trying to get it, and you're like get off the blanket <laughs> and i was like what and i think that's i ended up fighting with you about that so in the scope of a year <laughs> i really doubt it's had much of an impact on our relationship so they found that when they asked people about how they feel about their relationship immediately after they've had a fight how do you feel in the present uh they said that they feel like crap it's not great the conflict gets worse yes. but they found that when you visualize your relationship in the future. So think about it a year from now. They found these are the pros of doing that. Okay. Lower partner blame. Yeah. Greater insight. Mm-hmm. Greater forgiveness. Yeah. More positive emotions. Okay. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And a decrease in person-centered language. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, instead of it being like, I feel hurt, you're like... In the in next year, to us, this won't matter. Something to that effect. Okay. So the research basically ended up finding that temporal distance, so adding distance between the fight and mm-hmm. your relationship uh, by thinking about the future, basically ends up helping your relationship. It's that they call that like a thousand foot view or like, you know, yeah. one of those pull back, see the whole... See the whole landscape before you start? Yeah, so instead of fighting over right now, think about the future, pull back a little bit, see the bigger picture. Here's what it's like. Okay. I was always amazed by magicians in beds of nails because they lay on a bed of nails and it's just like, it doesn't hurt them. And I've done it. I've laid on a bed of nails before. You may not have known this. I am quite the daredevil slash magician. But if you lay on one nail, it will go through your body. I know that for a fact as well. So if you're able to spread it out, spread it out over time, each day being a little nail, you're going to be okay. You can sleep nice and cozy on that time nail bed and it'll be the best. Having trouble with this analogy, but <laughs> I appreciate that you're trying to make one. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Okay. So I've decided that the next time we have a fight, we're yeah. just not going to talk about it for a year. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they're saying. I don't think so either. But I think most of the time when we have a fight, we try to talk about it right away. And I'm trying to decide if that's really a good thing to do. Well, maybe you can talk about it right away. But with the perspective of if you take some self-reflection time and be like, well, will this matter in a year? It might just be like, oh, well, this isn't really a big deal. You know, 
I think this is also helpful for people that might be have really everyone has emotions, everyone has feelings, but some people have stronger emotions that feel like if they don't come out right away, they're going to yeah, explode. That's me. I have the feels. I am the emoji movie. I am all of the emojis. And so I think for someone that has a lot of feels, mm-hmm. thinking you can't express them right away makes you feel it's terrible. terrible. It's terrible. It's the worst. But I do think now, like I want to feel, but I think that if I'm able to set my mind to, because I'm kind of like, a, oh no, I messed up. It's the end of our relationship. It is amazing to me. Yeah. I didn't feed the cats. Oh no. Um... If I, if I had the mindset going into the argument or like during the argument of like, oh, wait, th- the significance of this on our entire relationship is very, very small. Like we may have some miscommunications that we need to work out now, but in the scope of everything on that long bed of life nails, it doesn't really matter. Spread NBD. it out. Spread it out. It's all good. But I'm not saying not talk about it. I would be saying talk about it with a different mindset. Well, and they're saying that if you think about the year, thinking about the long term is going to help you when you're having the fight too you'll blame your partner less exactly you'll have greater insight you'll be less in the moment and less angry and you'll be more positive i love that that's so good so the question you should ask yourself in a fight is will it matter in a year you know and we do that too where we have our maybe we should add that to our fighting toolkit because we actually it's kind of cheesy but i think that when we have an argument one of us will be like okay Let's do that. You speak your what your experience, and then we make sure we hear each other. You go, then I repeat it back to you. I go, then I repeat it back to you. But I think also putting it in the mindset of the next question being, is this, something, is this something that is like significantly going to change the trajectory of our relationship? Or is this just a little misunderstanding right now? Um, and I think that would be really helpful. I think that's really, really great stuff. I agree. Great article. Good job, Igor. Good job, Igor. Daniel and, and Alex. Dexter, or whatever his name was. Texton? De- Dexon? Dexton? Dex- Dexatrim? Mm. Anyway, if you'd like to read this article, you can click on the show notes on that little link that you probably clicked to get to this episode, and uh, you can find the uh, article right there. And if you have any thoughts, we'd love to hear the conversation on what you think about this sort of uh, argument spreading out in the year research, pro- research project our friends Igor did. So go to our uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash groups slash ppodcast, or you can always email us questions, any sort of submissions, or if you just want to say hey, contact ppodcast at gmail.com. And again, Stephanie, it's always a pleasure doing this with you. I love it. Love it too. So to all of our friends out in the world, do you have anything else to say? We hope that after listening to this podcast, you learn that you can like each other very, very very much. much. Oh.